Welcome back, everybody, to the original Certain Point of View. <laughs> Ladies are gone. They're out of here. It is guys night. And maybe guys night for the rest of the year. You don't know. Mm -mm. Maybe they, they. Maybe we kicked them off off screen. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Let's we'll not see. be hate. Let's not be hasty. No, you never know. Anyway, we are back. We are ready. It is Friday night Titans conversation all night long. Uh, it is myself. It is Brian. The OGs here on POV. Um, and we understand that maybe half the viewers might leave because the girls aren't here. But guess what? We're excited. We're ready. And we don't uh, blame you. Smodown is fully back. Uh, Brian, how you doing? How's your weekend? Um, it's Sunday. Hanging in there. Yeah, this week and next week are my murderer's row of weeks. So I had a bunch of stuff this week. Next week's parent-teacher conference. Don't fool yourself. He's not a heel. Um, What's the name of the show, everybody? Not, Everyone's and, a heel. And, uh, Everyone's a heel. To Leo, clean-shaven Brian. It's not clean. It's a little stubbly. It's a little stubbly. I can't go completely – well, actually, I guess it doesn't really matter now because my kids called me a pedophile regardless of clean-shaven at work. So, uh, yeah, no. Yes, Christina, my Peloton boo. Yeah, as she says, uh, yeah, I bought a Peloton this weekend. So, trying to get Brian back Ward, into shape. You are not wrong, Brian Ward. You are not wrong. <laughs> yes, uh, we couldn't – book jill and molly that's uh why it's back to jake and i uh brian brian ward you have no idea touché. how close to the heart that really is my friend um, jill is literally sitting in like a beach cabana at disneyland or something and molly is what just came back from a nice deserved vacation Mo molly is currently at the stage that jill will be at tomorrow mm-hmm that it's it's like a nice little uh, ring around the rosy with those two. I don't know why we haven't learned yet that anytime Molly goes outside of the vicinity of her house, the day after is always we, a we just need a we just need a day. He's not going to be on the show that weekend. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. So we still haven't <laughs> figured that one out, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, Brian. So you got you got yourself uh, one of those was Pelotans. Yeah, Pelotans, my friend. Yeah, me uh, me trying to get back. I don't know if back get into shape. <laughs> I guess you have to be in shape to say get back in shape. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Trying to look hot by uh, celebration. <laughs> Please don't uh, ever say that again. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Please do not ever say that again. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, I had a track meet yesterday. First first one of the year, right? First one of the year for the Did kids. Did you guys tuck it up or what? No, they didn't do bad. Uh, my team's young. I only have one senior. so. Uh, mm. Well, you guys are a young school, right? And a, and a couple of years ago, didn't you have like all older kids? Yes. I mean, the school's So it's kind of like transferred over now. Yeah. So working there. Yeah. Do not, do not miss that. I mean, I miss it I to an extent, but I know, you know, it's yeah, I went through that for a long time. So long old track meet. If anyone's ever done that, that's a 10 hour commitment on a Saturday. Yeah. Parent. I cannot wait for parent teacher conferences next week. If anyone, it's the best type of teacher revenge is a parent teacher conference face to face. 
monoing mono parent teacher well, i guess it's more than monoing mono because three and the kid and you just so uh tell me how you've been acting uh through uh throughout the semester so far i think i've been good mm, nope you've been horrible so i can't wait my favorite week of the year all right well that's yeah. what brian is looking forward to um yeah, it's, I mean, look, it's been a busy weekend here as well. Uh, Sacramento was hit by a little bit of a cold wave. Uh, it was and pretty, pretty cold this weekend. Um, it was freezing yesterday, and I was driving around uh, some peeps wine tasting. I was the DB yesterday, which that was fun. Um, and then today I played a little golf, you know, classic classic Jake weekend. Uh, but enough of myself. I wanted to bring up uh, our super chat here from one Mark Ellis. I'm Y'all need a Molly. I know one. Hey, uh, we would happily have a Molly on the show. Do we have we to go through PR to get her though? Because oh yeah, yeah, that might be. I mean, she's probably like top tier. Yeah, top yeah. tier. So <laughs> she's unreachable. She is yeah. unreachable. Um, okay, so look, Friday Night Titans is here. This is what the show is pretty much going to be about tonight. We're going to talk about. The matches, we're going to talk about the scenes and storylines that were set forth. And then um, also that pseudo announcement towards the end of the uh, of the event as well, uh, being that cutscene with a few of the new characters um, who we have seen for the first time this year. Lots returning. of stuff going on. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of things going on. And we're going to talk about the whole thing overall as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so if we do forget anything or maybe pass something by, make sure to let us know in the chat. We love to hear from you guys. Of course, the Streamlabs and Super Chats are open. If you guys have any uh, any thoughts and, and reactions to stuff or questions for us as we kind of talk through this. Um, I do want to leave the cutscenes until after we talk about the matches because the three cutscenes that happened before, in the middle, and after are all one big thing. So I think kind of talking about them together would be a little bit of a better situation. And what I'm referring to is the Ethan Irwin stuff. Um, that's obviously a big thing going forward in season nine. But I do want to start. Let's start with the under what I guess can kind of be considered the undercard match. I don't know if in Titans it's considered undercard and, and main card. It's just kind of the two matches, right? Um, Jen Kemp and a uh, opponent that at the time was unknown. And then uh, as was revealed on the... Um, uh, on the stream, uh, Mr. Doug Benson has returned. high times. Uh, high time has returned, uh, and we got a really good match. This was like a, a a very surprising, good, clean match between the two of them. Do you think uh, it was surprising? I'm not surprised because Molly has been hyping up Doug Benson to us at least for uh, forever. She's always said that he is a threat, and we already know Jen's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I guess I don't know if it was, I mean, yes, I don't know if necessarily if it was a surprise to see them um, play well, but I, I guess it was more of a surprise to see how down to the wire it came. That like, came down to the last question, it right? Really um, yeah. And Doug Benson, he missed the last two uh, and Jen ended up winning. So she she did everything that she needed to do mm -hmm. as far as a competitor. She answered her question. She put Doug on the, uh, Doug on the ropes. And he just wasn't able to answer his questions. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, both of them have been very highly regarded throughout the community for a while. Um, some people kind of cling on to some other people. Like you said, Molly has been hyping up Doug to us for a little bit. Jen has like slowly become someone who's very strong in she, movie trivia. It, whenever she loses, it's always by like one point. It's yeah. something so like 
teeny margins, tiny, yeah. tiny, tiny margins. Yeah. And I, I think this is like, we've seen her in singles and we've seen her in intergeekdom, obviously. Uh, and teams. Alex. Yeah. Well, I was going more towards, um, I, I was going to say this is, this almost feels like this season will be her, uh, solo playing career outbreak. Mm -hmm. um, and, and she's, she's played it before, obviously IG singles. Uh, she's obviously very good at teams, but I feel like this season she's really going to get the chance to kind of put herself forward as a singles player. Um, someone who doesn't have to rely on another player as her backup. She's going to rely on her knowledge, what she knows, how she plays, mm -hmm. uh, her personality, etc. And I feel like uh, this season is, and we've seen it before, but a lot of, a lot of players, you know, they take a little while to get going. Right. Like example could be Janine's been around for a very long time, but last year was like her true coming out party. Mm -hmm. Like it, it took a bit, but she like exploded last year and it almost feels like Jen is on a very similar path. Um, and she started off the year with the win, which you can never argue against. And so I, I thought she looked fantastic, but so did Doug. And I'm, I would love to see Doug again. Yeah. This is one of those matches that it's like you go, let's say three total matches and you give each person one and it's a coin toss on who wins that last one. Yeah. Like you're never going to really know who's probably going to win out of these matches between these two, because they are both very good competitors. They both, I, I love how well Doug knows the rules and everything like he was using repeats. He was doing like he was all, and he's the first player we've seen this year without a manager. If I'm not mistaken, uh, he was the only. He's the first person to walk in solo and play solo, right? Because Chandru had Roxy, yeah, um, yeah. Brendan obviously had Koi, JT yeah, had so. Adam. Yeah. So he was the first one who. In to your point, that's all on him. That's not like a manager helping him. That's all on him. Yeah, and I mean. When I first saw him, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Because like I said, Molly is a big Doug Benson guy. And she loves his podcasts and listens to them. And she has always said, like, he is not just someone to, hey, look, Doug Benson's on it. Like, he'll give you a run for his money, for your money. And yep, I forgot my B. Oh, that's B. right. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Thank you. We do. Video Dolph. Video Dolph yes. was uh, unmanaged. But, oh, and uh, for anyone listening audio, sorry, Brian, I don't mean to cut you off, but uh, Bluff No More said Video Drew and Dolph also. That's, that's why I said it out Bluff. loud. Yeah, so they, they also didn't have a manager. I got to uh, remember to read. Comments. Yeah, we're trying to remember to <laughs> enunciate out loud the comments. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Doug Benson is someone that isn't just there to like, Hey, my new show's coming out. Like he's not, he's going to be someone that's going to give you a tough match. And Jen got a tough match with him and she is not someone to take lightly. I mean, we've seen her, how she did in uh, free for all and uh, just all of her matches. And she's a, a dangerous player to be up against. And now that she has Kate too, I think that they're a fun fit. Um, yeah, I was. This was a really good match. One that I, when I first saw them two, I was like, I don't know who's gonna win this. I like, 
And it he didn't know until the end because that's there was no blowout. There was no uh, someone took a massive lead and came back. Like it was neck and neck the whole entire time. And it's interesting because we're we're gonna see we're gonna see a very different type of of Jen Kemp. Um, obviously, we know what what happened in spectacular with Kate. How she dumped the entire den, uh, minus Thomas and Saul, and she's leaning into the very heel persona of herself, even though she has had those tendencies. Uh, she she's leaning into it a lot more because of things that have happened and the players that she has. Obviously, the addition of Ben Bateman and what he can bring to the table. And he did pop in during the uh, the post interview, like classic heel Bateman would. Of course. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to leave the door open for a very different type of Jen Kemp this season, which could play to her strength. We've seen it plenty of times before. Perfect example uh, is Mike Kalinowski. He was a face when he entered this league. He was wearing the Captain America suit. You know, he was always cosplaying. He was having a good time. The second he went heel, he became the one of the greatest competitors to grace this game. And uh, so something like that, just a, sw- a switch, a face turn or a heel turn, could easily switch your game and you know it's early it's very early we're only in what week one of titans uh but the the heel persona of the den with kate and a different outlook for jen seems to be paying off a little bit she seems to be having a lot more fun than we've seen her in the past even though she has been always fun uh she's playing she's really playing into that that boston that Boston atmosphere that she has, you know? And then, of course, it's like all these Boston people shop at the same place because she has Koi. her shirt and Koi. then Koi comes out the same one. And I'm like, come on, guys. Like, we've got more than just Red Sox, Patriots, and Boston. Well, and then it's funny, too, because JT is also Boston. Yeah. So it's just, so. It's just full of, of Boston. And Roxy, obviously. And there's just full of I'm Boston. not complaining. No, I know. The first two yeah. weeks are just In full the of comments, Boston. probably people. is. All yeah, you Yankee fans, but <laughs> um, but yeah. So look, Jen Kemp, she she looks great. Uh, first match out of the way, but Doug Benson was not someone that was was an easy task. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looked very very good as well. We've been hearing it for a while how good he can be, but we never got the opportunity to kind of see him really flourish. And we saw in the post interview that he's actually like really wanting to get involved in this mm-hmm. much more than he ever has. Uh, he wants to be back. He's he wants to be playing. He's match. a showman. Yeah, I mean, he's perfect. Even if he, you know, he, he's, he's, you know, high all the time. High times. Doing it. High times. <laughs> I love the, I loved how they did that intro with him, by the way, when they, they brought Jen in and obviously we didn't know who she was playing. And uh, Andrew Guy and Mark Ellis were like, what, what, what's that smell? Do you smell <laughs> that? Oh, that, that smells familiar. And obviously when you see him come out, you're like, oh, duh. Yeah. Like that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm interested, though. I, I'm curious as to what's going to happen with him. Is he going to stay a rogue the entire time? Which I, I lean more towards. I kind of uh, want him to. Because he can go up against some people that you're like, I don't know if I feel safe with my person playing that that guy because he he knows his stuff. I mean, yeah, he and has I, a movie I, podcast, I'm pretty sure, for God's sake. So. Yeah, and I... I I don't know if he fits into a faction like standard where you're playing with the team. It's not that he's not a team player. I'm just saying like some people fit in the faction. Some people don't. Uh, we also know that there are very few factions who actually have spots left. Like the factions are really filling up for the five people for faction or um, being creative. 
Yeah, so uh, I, I do see him more being fit for the rogue atmosphere, and I think it plays to his character more because um, he can come in, he can have a good time, uh, he can be high while he does it, and he doesn't have to worry about really doing it for anybody else. He can just go play movie trivia, which if you want to have fun, yeah. here's a chance to play fun, you know? Yeah, so Vapion, you had a comment that I liked. It was Doug was one of the highlights to me because if we're getting rid of digital matches, then I want... I want then I want a never know who will show up feel. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. I I do, I do like not knowing sometimes. I sure as heck did not expect him to walk out. Like, if you would have been like, all right, here's a list of ten possibilities of who might come out to play a gen, he probably would have been at the bottom for me. Just like, I mean, I would have assumed someone else. So like you're in the second Titans week and you've already thrown out Doug Benson, like not a bad look. I mean, and if you are someone that likes said celebrity or something and they just, you're watching and all of a sudden they come out for a match, you're like, oh, your interest is going to peak. So uh, yeah, I agree. I kind of like, um, the surprise shock. That's a, that's a great transition to kind of start a little conversation here. So we know that after last week's press conference that uh, we were lucky enough to be a part of, and Jill represented us with Christian mm-hmm. regarding Friday night Titans, the video, the entire press conference is up on our channel. Actually, if you have not seen it, I, <clears throat> excuse me, you can go to the uh, channel and watch it there. <clears throat> Christian uh, answers a bunch of questions from the after shows. Uh, and there were about six of us included, but what I was going to say is, we know now that unlike the past two years, the schedule is not released ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is for a reason. They want situations like this where we don't know who's playing and it's a surprise when someone walks out. It's a lot different than we've done in the past, but I know that they're going for that very heel or not heel, excuse me, wrestling atmosphere, which that happens in the re- wrestling world. And I'm not a wrestling fan, so I, I've never really watched it myself, so I don't know how it actually it's, operates. It's like that. You hear the music. You're familiar with the music of someone, and you hear it, and then you're like, oh, my God, this person's coming out. So, Yeah, so let's talk about that for a second. I mean, because we, we have obviously crafted our channel to a point where we're able to see who, you know, who is playing and, and as far as guests go and reactions and stuff like that. And obviously, we're giving time now for the reactions because we're able to do it when the clipouts come out the following week. But... Do we like the idea of each week not knowing who's playing other than the main card? Like, for example, at the end of this episode, we got next week's main card, but we don't know who's playing before them. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, Brian, the roster is the roster is very, very large. There's a lot of players and you have to pick two from that list. It could literally be anybody. Yeah, I mean, there's not a at least that I'm aware of a set list of who who is in and who is out. So at this point, you could literally just expect anyone at any point at any time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the fan in me, I love it. Like, cause it's, it keeps you on your toes. You get to not know what's coming. The reactor, obviously that's a bummer because it, it's, <laughs> we can't promote it, but I mean, it's not about us reacting to it. It's the fan getting the excitement type stuff um 
Yeah, because like I said, I would have never put Doug Benson on my list of who I thought was going to walk out after Jed. Probably if you would have given me the whole entire Schmodown rosters, he would have been very low at the bottom for me. I would not have expected that, or at least him to come this early into the season. Yeah, it's also cool because the last two years, and this is just because of the faction era and, and the drafts and stuff, we knew every single player who was actually able to play, mm-hmm. who was able to participate in matches, who at, and whether it was IG, Star Wars, singles, teams, etc. But now, um, and as Christian said on that on that press conference, anything can happen, happen in Titans, but with the idea of rogue players, anybody could play. It could literally be mm-hmm. anybody. And he said managers can play if they want to. They can step in and challenge someone. Um, so it's not just the faction players that we know are officially part of a team who are going to be seeing each week. Uh, it's it's these people who just want to compete in movie trivia. And this could be people that we haven't seen in a couple of years who have previously competed in Schmodown. Mm-hmm. I mean, look what happened when when we, we revert back to a kind of an old school look at the MTS. And the first match out of the gate, we get Josh Bakuga back in the Schmodown. Mm-hmm. Like... He had been gone the past couple of years because of digital air. Obviously, he had been very busy with work and his home life. He had a child. Having a child. <laughs> yeah, but like at the same time, the faction era, the Steelers it doesn't it doesn't fit someone like Josh McCuga, the wild man, right? And when he can just come in and have fun and play a match, like absolutely. Yeah. And so it it's it's exciting. It, I know that we're obviously getting back to the the old school way of playing. Um and that's how it was in the past, right? You didn't, it wasn't just a set number of people. Um, it can be anybody on any given day. And like Leo said, and a couple other people in the chat, um, I like that the undercard is kept a secret. You know, mm-hmm. we knew a little, a little ahead of time that Jen was playing, uh, but we didn't know her opponent. I would love to go in not knowing a single thing uh, about even, who even the main. I uh, see now I kind of, I need like the greedy in me needs like just, yeah i'll see i'll step back on that a little bit i do like that we know that like for example like i I like that right now we know that janine and ethan are playing next week yeah and it it makes sense to hype it up and get that excited because it's the main card you want people to be excited about it but so i'll 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 retract and i'll say that i like the fact that they're keeping at least one competitor a secret from the opening match but i would actually like it to be a completely secret for the opening match i wouldn't want to know who, who was playing at all um just because I think it's fun that do way. some Riddler clues like throughout the week. Like <laughs> that's actually not bad. I mean, they're obviously busy and crazy. Like they I probably don't have time for that, but that's actually a pretty cool idea. Just to like do like almost like a word puzzle to try to fi- figure it out. Like you said, like like um, riddles yeah. to kind of trying to figure out which players are playing, or like kind of like a quiz. Like oh, this player resides from this part of the country or whatever. And mm-hmm. of course, MTS fans can be like, oh, duh, it's that person because we're all yeah. geeks and super hardcore about this stuff. So I. <laughs> I know it'd be like the most obscure clue, and they'd be like, "Oh, it's Janine," and we're like, "They're like, no, wait, we didn't so, even get so yes, clue whoever, two. Whoever's, whoever's writing this is going to be like, "Oh my god, I wrote this so good, I'm going to stump these people." Yeah. And within a second, they're all going to be like, "Oh yeah, she's playing this weekend." Woo. Yeah, it's like, oh well, there goes that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I like I like a good surprise, uh, especially the undercard. You don't really have any like main expectations, and then as far as factions, I think the more or less it you're you kind of have to, at least from what I've 
gotten the feeling you kind of have to just like forget factions it's like um before digital era where like corruption was a team Mm -hmm. they were a faction but like at the end of the day they weren't gonna like win best faction of the year type thing uh which is more or less i think what we're doing now again whereas there's not it's we took the sport element out of faction like where there's a championship at the end and it's more or less just like a group of people that have formed a team to be better than you. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree. It's uh, it's going back to that old school way and it's, it's, I, I do like it a little bit more this way. Of course I like the faction stuff and it's very exciting, but um, I, I like the, the past schmodown and kind of how it worked. Cause that's how we fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. Right. We had to adjust and it. It did its purpose for the two years, but um, I wanted to bring up quickly before we move on to the next match, a couple of people brought it up in the chat. Uh, Theral, Brian Ward, because he always does that. Jeffrey DeGraw uh, and Harrison as well. Um, Star Wars matches. Uh, and this was brought up in that in that press conference. Um, and because it, it was over the last week of Shimona, we can kind of talk about it here. Um, you know, we're going to be getting a very minimal number of Star Wars matches this year, which is obviously unfortunate because we're all, especially here, we're big Star Wars people and we love the Star Wars matches. Um, but we've talked about it to where if they're really committed to doing in-studio matches and it being in person, 90% of the Star Wars division lives across the country, right? Yeah, they I mean, don't live in California. They live in, you know, the Damons are in Georgia. The Dinalantes are in Florida. I'm Holy pretty sure is- Sean and Wit and Scrimshaw are the only LA. Yeah. Like, Star I mean, and a- Ace is in Arizona, which is easy to drive yeah. over for, but, uh, it's easy you know, if you're the one saying it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so there's there's not going to be a ton of Star Wars matches this year. And he did say that they're trying to figure something out to bring it back. And they haven't revealed as to what. But at the moment, and we have to keep in mind, this is how it was three years ago. We we didn't get Star Wars matches every month or every couple weeks like we had over the last two years. Um, they were a number one contender match and a title match. Or we had a three-way or we had an Iron Man match. They were kind of like these specialized matches um in a division that was very new uh but because of the digital era it blew up and it it's a bummer but i also understand because it's it's hard to do it in person if uh, the majority of your competitors aren't even close to being in the area yeah i'm just i mean i'm more disappointed of it because i just like the people that are in that league like those yep. are some of my favorite competitors just i mean nikki thomas like all these all these great people alex molly i could go on and on um they're just fun personalities that i want to see compete like i'm Mm -hmm. not like sitting here going like oh i need my star wars questions like i don't care about that i like the the people that are playing like those are some of the funniest people most entertaining to me that I've come, that I've like, um, I would love for them to find a way to incorporate them in somehow, if, even if they're not playing, like whether that is, um, I don't know, some type of like quick little, like funny clip 
of them studying. I mean, I know we're trying to stay away from like digital, but maybe you can just do like a funny video of like them studying and something and they yell at each other or something, just something. I just would like to see them because I love the Star Wars division, but I love the competitors more. I love the personalities more. Like we all fell in love with Nikki last year. Like she's great. Um, one of the well, funniest and she's, a, and she's on a faction. We know that. Yeah. So. And so, uh, I mean, gold leader had us laughing at him mm. and with him for, for some, for some people. Some. Uh, no, I'm just kidding, but I'll, I'll it, never give him their credit. Yeah. So I, it's just personalities for me that I miss more than anything. Like those characters or players, if you will, that's what I'll miss. Like if they didn't play matches, then, Oh, so be it. But like, I'd still want to see those people. Like Alex, I agree. Alex last year, just being like a dork with his fake belt, like that type, just like those types of things. Like the funny Adam Witt, was a Star Wars person doing some of the best uh, promos with Molly before. So it's like, yeah, I just want to see those faces. I agree. I agree. And it, it we, we obviously don't have a timetable for Star Wars, but it looks like um, the earliest at the moment that we'll see it is something around Celebration. So um, it, I don't know if it'll be actually at Celebration because of the ability of getting a room and, and stuff. It's very complicated to do that. Um, but I, I would not... Uh, be surprised if they're able to put something together like a maybe that's like a fatal five way or a mini tournament or something um, for for the Star Wars division and kind of bring it back a little bit. So that'll be fun because everyone will be waiting way too long to get to that. But with that out of the way, um, let's let's get to the second match, uh, the main card of the night. Uh, we saw the tease of it last week at the end of the pay per view of the Kevin Smith's Chandra Jundapani match. JT challenged one Brendan the Kid. Meyer. <laughs> that um, was a mistake. And that was a big, big time mistake. Uh, <laughs> and not only that, but also JT's wardrobe is a massive mistake. Um, it's I, I don't know what is going on with him. I don't know if that was Witt's decision or if he's just decided to do something a little bit different this year, but it clearly is not working. Um, he hit the and... thrift shop. That's immediately what I... Macklemore's thrift shop song is immediately what came to mind. <laughs> But I mean, look, it's only the first match out of the gate and I'm JT is a really good competitor and he show. I think he surprised everyone last year with how good he was playing mm -hmm. with with Roka, but also playing in the singles and how well he played uh, by himself. Um, this just proves once again that the kid is on a whole other level. Mm -hmm. uh, he is he is definitely one of the most consistently strong players we have in this league. Um, and I think he said it in his post interview too. Uh, this is the first time he actually started the year out with a win. Mm. Uh, he's he's lost uh, his first match over the last like three seasons or something. And I remember last year he lost to uh, was it Paul Oyama maybe that he lost to? I don't know who he played. Maybe the Barbarian, something like that. Feels um, like years ago. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, but I just think that Brendan is. He's always been strong, and a lot of that has been playing with Bibbs over the last couple of years. And to me, I think they are the best team that's ever played in the showdown. That's just my opinion. But now he's like, 
I'm not going to say it just yet, but he it almost feels like he's on a uphill climb of passing Bibbs as a little bit of a better player. Um, it's, ta- it's taken a little time. Um, I know. I might get some heat for that. I might get some heat for that. I understand. But over the last year or two, Brennan has been a little bit more consistent with his play than Bibbs has. Um, and I'll never put it past Bibbs. Like, Bibbs is probably one of my favorite players of all time. He's uh, he's just always been up there for me. Um, Years ago, you I, used, when I first started watching, he was your favorite player. Yeah. Um, I remember you saying but that. But I think, I think Brennan Meyer is... I think he's in for a big year. I really think he's in for a big year. He's very much. Um, if you shoot your shot, don't miss because he yeah. is going to put you in the ground. If you even fumble in the slightest because, and that, and that's what Harrison's saying, Jake's hot take. Um, and that seems to be like what happened. He just typical Brendan, like came in like it was another day in the office. In out, bam, match one, game over. Didn't even phase him. Like, all right, put another win in the W column right there. Just chalk it up. So I, I'm, I you know I. I don't want to say that I was surprised. I think I was more surprised with how, I don't want to say easy, but like how he just kind of just came in, did his business and okay. Like who's he, next? He's got a category. He also got a category for a second round that I wasn't like, I didn't think was something that was for him. Kevin Hart. Like it just, it didn't obviously JT spun away from it. Um, and you you have to be very specific to like. Oh, we need to talk about and... the spinning aways this this mat or this Titans. Uh, you mean on the on the ones they landed on? I'm talking or... about how in the matches this one we were uh, a little afraid of the wild card. Well, yeah, but if it's your first spin, you know. Yeah, uh... I do. Well, okay, so Brian, you're telling me that if you're up there. And you're spinning the wheel. You land on a wild card. You're gonna take it strategically, if on roll your the, first spin. Roll the dice. Roll There's dice. no way in hell I will ever uh, believe the fact that you would do that. On roll your first dice. Spin. Roll dice. You would. There's no. I. I don't believe didn't, it. No. Didn't you they for, do that? Didn't someone do that last week? No, they landed on it their second spin. The Wildberries did. Hmm. It was their second spin. They spun away from David Lynch. Okay. You would take not. Ta- I'm sorry. You would not take it. Yeah. I've I've known yeah, you Harrison long enough Yellow. to know that. I've take known it. you long enough to know that you would not take it. I mean, wild berries. Look at how it turned out for them. They took it on a second spin. It's different from the yeah. first spin. It's, I know, but uh, uh. of course you have to take it on your second spin. Like you have to. But I'm just saying, you saw how well it paid off when you when you got it. They got the one of three chance. Uh, but one of three chance that it worked in your favor and their spinner's choice. There's only one bad. Well, I mean, te- no, there could be two bad two. categories. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you, okay, you uh, really have to, you're saying this now on a podcast that is covering the showdown, but in the actual game, if you're playing strategically, there is no way in hell 
you are taking that wild card on your first spin. <sighs> I would put so much money on that watching you play that game. There is no way in what hell. What can I say? I'm a, I'm a risk that. taker. You're not though. You're not. I've known you long enough, and I everyone who's listening <laughs> on audio can. Brian's face clearly. He's not. He is not a risk taker. I'm bold. No bold risk. Okay. Ma even Mark and Aunt, uh, Andrew on the desk were like, "Yeah, here we go. Someone's gonna take." Oh. The boldest thing you've done is try a five percent seltzer. Oh, that is the boldest. Um, no, maybe hot taco bell sauce. That was pretty. That was pretty bold. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, look. As far as the kid and JTE goes, the kid crushes it. Um, on JTE's side, though, Gene Hockman. Maybe he has a little bit of a personality disorder going on right now because that I don't know what's going on with him. He's trying to be like a gangster, or I I don't know. He had, a, he had an AK chain on. He it. did like that was that was aggressive. Like that was mm -hmm. aggressive. And a pimp cane. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know what. That I think might have been a little too short for him. And JT <laughs> he was not, on Stover holding. He's a pretty he's a pretty short guy too. So yeah. So um, no, I mean, look, it's it's the first match out of the gate. I'm sure we're going to see a lot of him uh, this season. And I mean, we, we not to mention he joined Adam Witt. I was just going to say we can talk about it. Uh, Adam Witt did reveal JT as his first official um, team member. Mm -hmm. So he is a fan favorite. What do we think about that pairing? Is it an odd pairing or does it work? I don't like it. I really? love Adam Witt. Love it. When he came in and did his interview with Jen, like where he caught her off guard, I was rolling laughing. It was hilarious. And he said JT and I went, Really? Like, I get it. He's a former champion. Uh, one of the best teams, if some people would say the best team of all time. Um, I don't know. Why Why don't you like it? I just don't like them together. I don't. JTE so is very much, to me, a rogue. Like, if I'm making a list of people, to an extent. he... I, I didn't think he, he even really fit to me. This is my opinion on the exchange. Like I just, he is just kind of a, in my opinion, better off doing his own thing type person. Um, well, he did play for Gucci for a long time. Yeah. But I mean, how many times did Gucci actually show up to manage him? Every match. Oh, did he last season? Oh, no, well, not, not I'm not. I'm saying when they were part of. The I'm talking about last season. Then. Then. Well, what I'm saying is, you're you say you say he didn't fit very well in the exchange. He played for, he played for Finstock for like. Yeah, but he also had Snyder team. with him, so it's. But I'm. But I'm just saying he did play with for a manager. Regardless, I see him much more as a rogue person. I I like comes in, plays. Might be that person that spoils your match. And then just kind of like leaves. I don't know. I just don't. I think it'll look better finding out who he has around him. Who he has around him could matter a lot because JT could go from like right now. He's the only person on the faction. Hmm. <clears throat> and I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm not saying this, but JT could go from being the A player to the D player, depending on the five people that you have on your faction. 
and he won't technically be like your top tier player because Adam Wick could get some sneaky things and maybe get some legit talent on his team that would not put the pressure on JT and he would be on the, the back end of the roster as like the not top tier talent that he has. Well, either way, um, he's going to be at one of your singles like well yeah but jt is not bad at singles he's not a he's not a bad single i mean he almost beat the kid or not he didn't almost beat the kid he had a chance to beat the kid he had a chance i mean everyone has a chance to beat the kid i just mean it's gonna fruition you know what i'm saying brennan murdered (laughs) i know he did i i i I get it you heard it first jake has jumped uh the merc wagon and now supports jtu more I didn't say that whatsoever. No. I didn't say that whatsoever. I literally just said I think Brennan Meyer is a little bit better than William Viviani. That's literally blas- just that's said that. slightly blasphemous. You heard it here first. Hot take. <laughs> Harrison said it. Hot take. Um, what? No, no nothing. Uh huh. Uh huh. Sure. Sure. Uh, okay. So look, uh, Brennan starts off the year with a win. Their interview is in classic style. Okay, uh, JTE and Adam Witt do their little shenanigans uh, at the very end. I'm curious, though, question for you, Brian. Are the fan favorites, are they heels? Are they faces? Or do they play both? Uh, they don't know what they are. I agree with you. I don't they, think they have no they, idea what they are. The fan favorites are... They play both. Their name should be the Hot Mess Express because, like I no, said... No, 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 because we get credit for fan favorites. Yeah, that's true. Well, Hot Mess Express is mine also. Um, but at, like like I said, like I when I think of the fan favorites, which kind of right now is like has my heart just because of Adam Witt's chaotic energy and that's like the best of me. Like when I see them, like I imagine their logo being like held up on a piece of construction paper written in crayon some of the letters are flipped backwards. Like, it, like it's just a hot mess. Just literally put together with duct tape and sweat and just a mess. That's how I picture them. And I I don't think they know if they're heels or faces or... I agree. Maybe even playing until the day of. Just like, yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah, I think it's gonna it's it's gonna be interesting to see who else Adam gets on his team. He said, I think he said it in the post interview that he has some tricks up his sleeve, um, and so uh, I'm I'm very very interested in seeing what competitors he goes after. Like I said, I I do think that it really matters who he surrounds someone like JT with because JT to me really gives off the vibe of he. He picks energy off people. Like he is going to thrive on whoever is around him. I mean, people wouldn't you want to play f- for Adam Witt just because it's Adam Witt? Yeah, well, and that and he's a proven manager. Mm. You know, he he was a player manager last year, and he's shown up multiple times to to fill in, and he's done well. And he is very well at talking to players. And like you said, Brian, he has this very different style of energy that a lot of managers don't bring to the table. Um, I mean, hell, he he made JT come out as a pimp for god's sakes like <laughs> i'm gonna make the fan favorites their logo you heard it here they first. have a logo nope <laughs> i'm gonna make it uh-huh. like we'll i said with duct tape and crayons well we'll see how that turns mm-hmm. out um, tomorrow at work 
All right, let's go ahead and uh, let's talk about this cutscene stuff here. The one that happened at the beginning, the one that happened in the middle, the one that happened at the end. Uh, so I'll break it down before we kind of start talking about it. The opening scene uh, was one of my favorite parts of the entire event, um, where Ethan Irwin is sitting down with Liz Shannon Miller. They're kind of talking, and they officially decide to part ways because Liz has an offer on the table from Coy. Hasn't officially accepted, uh, but because of the... Uh, Sam Levine reveal of him not just uh, cutting down the faction, but also returning to play. Um, yeah, I see Brian Ward's comment where he says, actually, zip tight there. Um, yeah, so Lightning Time is no more. Uh, and they are officially going their separate ways. And as Liz walks away, a flood of managers come Ethan's way. And he gets I, overwhelmed in the situation. I gasped. Gasped when Shannon walked in at first. Yeah, I thought I didn't so me too because I didn't realize the rest of them were going to follow her. Neither did I. Because then my immediate mind was oh Marisol and Ethan together. I know. That's immediately I went. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. And then they all flooded in and I was like, "Oh, okay." I I am like out loud gasped. I was cuz that was not someone I even expected to be around. Him. Well, and it, it it was a little foreshadowing for what came later, obviously, with, with Ethan doing the heel turn. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, the scene ends with Ethan just kind of being super overwhelmed with the situation, as I would be, too. Uh, he walks away, and then in the middle of the matches, we get the cutscene with Ethan and Janine, which was very cool, uh, because, uh, you know, their time together as a team uh, was very, very short-lived. It was very short-lived. Uh, Time Machine was a very exciting team that just didn't get enough chances to play. And it was the first time that we saw like old Ethan Backer. He's like, oh, you know what? Like, yeah, I can really see this happen. And he wanted to sit on it. Fast forward to the very end and he pulls a Chundru and uh, we see him uh, essentially uh, put Janine down after bringing her out on stage and then announce that he is officially joining the stars and Roxy Stryer and Chundru Dondapani and what, uh, whatever the hell Roxy is doing over there, she is pulling everything from her back end right now, getting Chundra, getting Ethan. And, I need a new uh, Stars logo with a snake wrapped around it or something <laughs> like that. Um, but uh, Ethan then challenges Janine for next week's match. Roxy being Roxy, you have until Tuesday to decide. And Janine being the badass that she is, nah, nah. No, bro. She said, no, bro. Listen here. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. She slammed that metal arm down on that table. Said, uh -huh. I don't need till Tuesday. Uh -huh. It's on. Uh, and they are a main card next week. But the big, the big deal is obviously that Ethan Irwin is going heel. And uh, he, he's going heel. He is joining the stars and Roxy and Chundru. And at the moment, we think Alex Damon. Uh, I, can someone <laughs> please? I am begging. Can his like when they call him, be like, Alex, you're coming back this year. We're bad guys, and him just be like, be like, oh okay, hold on, like turn the light off, turn it back on, and be like, all right, I'm ready to be evil now. Like just something like that, please, because this man. If it happens, if it, I mean, we could see Alex pull, Damon pull the uh, Janine situation where he doesn't like what's happening. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, at the moment, she has. She has a Hydra on her hand. She's got Ethan Irwin, Chandru Dapani, mm -hmm. and Alex Damon on her team. She is literally the head of the Hydra, and all of her tentacles are coming together. 
She has, she has a stacked moment. Uh, but I did want to say one thing on the behalf of Jill. Um, and this is the one thing. I don't know if she's watching. She might be. I'm not sure. Oh, please. She's walking she, around downtown Disney right she now. She wanted to make sure that this was said in uh, the best voice possible. But oh, you're a heel. You're a heel. Everyone's yeah. a heel. Um, she wanted us to channel Oprah on that one. Because uh, it seems like at this moment in time, we've had two events so far this year. And we've had three different people go heel that were once faces mm -hmm. or some somewhat faces um it's funny that, because you guys so i didn't get to watch it till today because i've been so busy um and in our group chat you and jill were like you didn't say who it was so it's like you're a heel you're a heel so i immediately the whole weekend thought it was brendan hmm. and i was like absolutely not what absolutely like, not so it was kind of fun for me because i'm sitting this whole entire weekend going how in God's name is Brendan going to become a heel? <laughs> and why is Jake happy about it? Oh, no, like, no, 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 so, no. So for the reveal to be Ethan, it was kind of a little bit more fun. Because I was just like, everyone's becoming a heel now. Even Brendan? Brendan Myers becoming a heel? And then all of a sudden he's just like, oh, I'm like, okay, who's this heel? And boom. So, okay, so we have two things to talk about. One, we have, we have to talk about Ethan on the stars. But then two... I do want to dive into a little bit of a conversation about the amount of heel work we're seeing so far mm -hmm. and that if it's a little bit too much for this early on in the season. I know it's all starting out, but before we get to that, let's talk about Ethan on the Stars, his compatibility, and what maybe him and Roxy could have this year. Uh, I think it's a weird pairing, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I, I, I mean... I'm not, she's a great manager. He's a great player. Um, I don't know. It's a weird, I don't know. I don't think so far it hasn't really registered her team so far. I'm like, this is your team so far. Like <clears throat> this is such a people I would never put with her or never think to put with her. I agree. So I it's kind of like, I'm still like, is this going to work? Like, is this going to really work? I mean, you already know this weird, this year's off to a weird start. If you have Ethan turning heel and Brandon Hannah turning face. Yeah, true. So, true. I mean, that's Brandon Hannah turning face, him being a nice guy. That should have been the first sign that the Hornet is going to be nuts. It's a Hornet. Yes. Singers up. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it's. It's very much like Jill has said. You're a heel. You're a heel. Uh, Magnus Thor Magnuson uh, says, will Brian turn heel? I've always been a heel. You think you're heel. I just don't like to, you know, unleash uh -huh. my fool. You like to talk a big game. That's about it. That's, that's a heel. <laughs> no, it's not. Mm -hmm. um, as far as the Ethan stuff goes, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's It's a weird pairing. But we've seen weird pairings in the past, and we've seen weird pairings end up working out in the past. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think Ethan's never been into Quiet, Jake. <laughs> Jake Yakovetta said Brian is definitely not. <laughs> Thank you, Yakovetta. Um, Ethan is, is, has never been into, I mean, not that he's never been into it, but 
he's never really participated in like the whole character side of the Schmodown. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's always just been Ethan Irwin. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's what you get with the guy. He usually and it, has a, a shtick for the year, like his yeah. action figure or being in yeah. Toledo, it, Hawaii. It's, it's always worked. <laughs> like it's always worked. And so yeah. it's going to be interesting to see him really dive into that. Because I think like if you're with Roxy this year, clearly you're going to have to be able to channel some type of character that is playing in because it at this point so far, she is the one that people are going to be disliking the most. And because they're coming out and they're being complete a-holes to everyone. That, She's and making Shannon look like a face right well, now. That, and they're doing it like in this nice way that just makes it really like, oh, I, like I really just don't it's, like it. It's stabbing people in the back. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see Ethan with her. But at the same time, I don't think whatever Ethan does is going to affect his play. He's still Ethan's, yeah, Ethan's like, going to play as Ethan and answer like, questions just as good if he's a heel or a face. I'm sure he'll have some like little jabs to say in the middle of matches, but at the end of the yeah. day, it's still going to be him. I mean, he stuff. he's always had his smart Alec, but quick, it, it'll quick. probably be ampl- amplified a little bit. Yeah, um, and then like when it comes to like the post interviews and stuff, I I imagine seeing Roxy probably talk a little bit more than ethan will because she's better at being the heel than ethan will like i don't know if i'll ever be able to believe ethan being a heel like i, I just don't know if i will so ah, mm, uh, see now i'm i mean i'm not gonna say he's full-fledged i swear to god this amazon truck driver doesn't know how to drive he's been backing up for like at last 20 minutes um so i i think i we've seen him have his quick-witted remarks and they're they're like, oh, kind of sometimes. So, like, I can see it a little bit. Are we talking full-blown, like, uh, Shannon? Uh, I don't know about that. That's what, But that's what I'm saying. Like, like, at this point, it seems like the stars are, like, really diving into that Shannon Barney-style heel. Like, and Ethan owned that style of action. Well, like, if Alex is on that team, good that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a little weird. They they were very, very. For the weird record, ladies and gentlemen, we have no idea of what no, Alex like, is doing. Cross my heart, I have no idea. What yeah, Alex we have. I really they don't. They haven't told us a thing. So it's it's a very like weird, rambunctious group right now. Um, it's almost like like they're the perfect example would be them to like the Suicide Squad. Like you bring together like all these weird, wacky characters. And you just see what happens. Yeah, and hopefully right? some of them survive and it works out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but uh, on on the flip side, uh, or real quick, real quick, before that one, I want to bring up this super chat from Jared Howard. Thank you so much, Jared, one of our beloved patrons. Uh, he says, "Just popping in. Funny thing with the scene with Ethan and most of the managers. The only one not in the scene was Roxy, oh, and who got Ethan. Interesting. So yeah, again, uh, I didn't there, even think about that. So it almost seems like you really have to be paying attention to these scenes because mm-hmm. there could be clues as to what's coming. Um, oh yeah, and, and clearly egg. that's like a major clue of like, oh, like maybe at that point Roxy already had Ethan, and he was just playing it off. Yeah, I mean that's very possibility. Possible. That's very, a very big possibility. She, um, keeps, she keeps saying never trust anyone or yeah. whatever the saying. It's is. weird that she's telling her players that though, because wouldn't you want your players to trust you? No, but you know. Anyway, hmm. um, one last question before we wrap up with the uh, final scene of the show: uh, the amount of heels we've seen so far this year. 
There's a lot. And I we mean, have, I love a bad guy. I understand that, but we haven't seen a single corruption member come out yet. Um, we haven't seen uh, anyone from the dungeon play yet, whether or not they're going to be heels or faces or the tweeners. Well, yeah, we um, have. We saw Smet. Oh, duh. Yeah, Smet. Duh, 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 duh. Um, is it too much? Or uh, I like bad guys. I understand, Brian, but when it comes to the show, like nope. put together your uh, your put aside your biased nature of loving the bad guys. When you look at the movie trivia schmodown, are we seeing too many heel turns or heels be presented to us compared to faces when it nope. comes to the storylines of the schmodown? Nope. <sighs> I can't talk to you about this stuff just because you love bad guys. It's just mm -hmm. not fair. I, no, I mean, you're getting you and I are very much on opposites and have always been opposites when it comes to this specific thing. You are you love the Mercs. The, and then there's me that likes doom and gloom team corruption. So it's like. For me, it's fine. I mean, you have Brandon who turned face <clears throat> face. Well, okay, so, uh, <laughs> so you you're you're mentioning one player, and then I'm I mean, talking he's a, about who's a pretty big deal. Yes, but I'm talking about Ethan Irwin. Roxy Stryer has always kind of been in a tweener. She's now a full blown heel. The entire See, now, den faction. Heel. No, I've never really fully filled, uh viewed her as a heel. Then mm -hmm. we have the den and what Kate Mulligan is doing. Like there are a lot of players and managers, not to mention we don't know what the hell Adam Witt is gonna do. Um, just because like it's just a chaotic energy. Like I think one day he'll be a heel, and the next week he'll be a face. Like I don't know what the guy's. He's gonna a do, tornado. You never. It's know. just like, and I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I really am not. I'm just asking a full blown question because I want to have a conversation about the amount of heels that we are seeing, like Jen Kemp and the rest of the den. And then now we have Ethan Irwin and the rest of the stars question mark around Alex Damon at the moment. Um, and even going towards the last scene of the show with Ty Lieberman, Whitney Seibold and the flirt and flouse, they're going to be heels. They are going to be heels. See now there are some people to me that, you could classify as heels, but like when I think of a heel, I think of just an absolute a hole. Like I think they're going to be heels. Heels are see, also. Kind I of see now for me with them, it's more like just smart ass personality type. Like like I don't. I, I know you said it. Chad, I would love to hear you guys. I would love to hear you guys chat. I know you're going to say if you think, if you think the flirt and flouse, Seibold and Lieberman will be healed or not, please let us know. I, I don't know. I just, that like, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So, okay. Real quick, real quick. Real quick. Yeah. I'm going to bring up the comment. Uh, movie trivia. Thank you so much. Uh, Christian, if this is you, thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, there are a lot of heels. Maybe there will be new faces soon. Maybe. Of course. Like I get that. I get that. Of course, there's probably going to be faces. I understand that. All I'm saying is <laughs> we've had a lot of heels. Jake, been a can't lot handle, of heels. Jake just can't handle all the bad guys. He like he needs some good guys to help balance himself out. I'm for it. I love me a bad guy. And look, I, I get that. I get that. It's it's the way the storylines are told are specific. And right now, 
We're getting the heels. Eventually, there will be some face turns from some people. I'm just like, <laughs> just like spread the love a little bit, I guess. I don't know. Corruption's, you heard it here first. Corruption's going to be the face team. That Corruption's going team. face. Yeah, they're going to try and take baby face award gonna... away from Corky Marks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my uh, God. Could you imagine Shannon as a face? Holy crap. Jesus. No. I, I tried. I, I, no. <laughs> uh no i i i don't care like i there's we've seen so little people so far that i'm just like whatever and uh, and again like I, it we've only seen <laughs> like what two yeah, handfuls yeah, worth of yeah, people yeah. like it really we have a lot to go i'm just saying like two weeks in i'm like damn where are the faces in this place i will say this i will say this to your point that's being made i want more than anything for janine and marisol to be a team but that would mean putting janine into a heel and she is not i don't think so i think it would take to put them together i don't think janine's ever going heel so it it would be that's what i'm saying you well you'd have to take marisol out of her situation exactly yes and i don't see that happening so what i was saying was is like my dream was to see those two together it's to me, the way Janine's story is playing right now, I don't see something like that happening. She's yeah. obviously staying to the light side, if you will. Um, so I would assume someone that she's going to end up pairing with is going to be a face, if you will, because she has pushed away Shannon, or not Shannon, uh, Roxy. She has pushed away the Chundru. She has pushed away the evil Ethan now. So I would assume we're going to see her with a face. Um, and yes, Magnus, Marisol isn't really a heel. Yes, but she's on a heel faction right now. Yeah. Um, so that's why we're just. Have you seen her sword? That that's heel. No, yeah. I'm um, um, speaking of, and I know we have talked about that last scene, but I do want to ask the chat, and I want to ask us, Brian, one pick right now because we will probably find out next week who is managing Janine the Machine. <sighs> I don't know. Not Roxy, not Kate, not Shannon. Not, I don't see Wit. I have one pick, and it's all based on a player that you pair her with. This is solely based on pairing. Okay, I've got mine. Winston Marshall. Yep. And you pair her with Paula Yama. Yep. That's what I... I Boom! You, yeah, that's where I went. Right when I... It was swag... Um, if I'm going, I know a lot of people are saying Kaiser after I would, a lot of Kaiser in here. I would put Leo, him, Jeffrey, Gordon, Mick. I, I would say the top three would be Koi, Kaiser, Winston. Yes, I agree. I honestly would maybe go in the order of Winston. See, but Koi would be full if, if Shannon joins. So I guess I would have to go Kaiser than Koi. Yeah, Koi's last because right now the offer is already out for his fifth player in, in Liz. Yeah. And if she accepts, then, then he's out. Yeah. Um, so I guess Swag. Swag would make the most sense and i mean Bro, let's winston, be honest winston janine and paul are you joking me janine is quite with swaggy. ace cabrera on your back end as your star wars player who do they have an ig player 
Did he announce? He announced someone, didn't he? I'm. I feel like his team is full. Who am I? I'm drawing. I thought he announced. He announced a couple players. And so, chat, please let us know. It was a couple weeks ago. He announced a couple players. I don't see Finsock at all for. for, Amaru. Oh, yes, duh, duh, yes. Oh my God, Janine is so joining that (laughs) faction. Janine is so joining that faction. You heard it here. Janine is going swag. She's getting her swag back. Yeah, 100%. She's in a team of Palayama. Oh, my God. Winston needs a second singles player. Duh. Oh, and yeah. Klee. Oh, my God. Oh. Dude. I'm in my head already trying to... Brian Ward said primetime machine. I'm thinking prime machine. Now that sounds like something Amazon would own. Uh, hmm. Primetime machine, I guess. Can't really machine, say time. Machine of time. You can't really go with time machine. Machine of time. Machine of time. <laughs> Prime time time machine. Um. All right. So uh, that I mean, look, we don't know if that's official, but uh, if if Winston walks out as Janine's manager last week or next week, you heard it here first, everybody. Um. All right, I mean, I don't. If anyone in the chat thinks that that's mm-hmm. not a good idea, I don't know what you're thinking because I think that yeah. would be. Agree. Yeah, it, it just makes sense. I think Winston's gonna swoop right in and, mm-hmm. and grab machine uh, grab machine away. Uh oh my god, Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime. <laughs> Chuck, that is great, Chuck. That is great. Hot tub time machine. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Um, okay, so uh last last bit here. We'll talk about the, the scene at the very end. We already kind of uh, talked about it a little bit, but uh Ty Lieberman and Whitney Seibold. Uh, they team together. They decide to partner up because they've kind of, um, you know, been thrown to the side a little bit by their former factions and team members and partners of the Schmodown. And they kind of want to get a, get a little revenge. Mm-hmm. They don't want to do it themselves. And it's revealed that it's a flirt and They're playing for the biggest stinker himself. They are, they're playing for the Flaus. The Flaus is an official manager in the movie Trivia Schmodown. The former first class league champion oh, is now. A uh, movie trivia showdown uh, manager. Uh, I mean, the Flau stuff aside is like, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. But as far as Whitney and Ty go, I think they're a perfect pair for each other. They're very good. They really do fit well together. I'm interested in seeing how they play. Whitney has always been, we've talked about it. Whitney has always been the guy who has always had bad luck. He has always had bad luck. And maybe Ty can turn that around, but they really are a perfect pair when you put them as a team. Um, so I, I, I'm very excited to see them play together eventually. Yeah, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Whitney was one of, when I first started watching, he was one of my favorite people. Uh, and always just ran into like some teeny thing that stopped him from like what seemed like having a bell. And yeah. Ty knows his stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think that this could be a really great team. I am very curious to know what the name of this faction is. And I'm very curious to know what the name of this team is. That's all I've got to say. And who knows? That could be the undercard for next week, for all we know. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, the way that the scenes have kind of been going now, it almost fits that that would happen. If not next week, then maybe soon. Um yeah, I mean it's it's like Brian said, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be very interesting mm-hmm. to see what happens. A lot of stinkers. I, mean, I can't wait to see a, a Flouse versus Kate matchup. Um, <laughs> I didn't two. even think about that. <laughs> those two are gonna be great against one another. Um, 
But yeah, I, I imagine it's going to create some very fun scenes between the three of them with uh, with the Flaus managing. So, um, but yeah. All right, everybody. That's going to... Uh, unless, Brian, you have any other final thoughts? I'm trying to think. I mean, is there anything that we skipped over? Anyone say anything that we missed that you guys... I don't think so. I think we covered everything with Titans. I will say that we are looking into a time to do reaction this week. We're trying to figure Um, out how to make that happen. We're trying to figure out how to make it happen. Uh, I don't want to give a guarantee, but the day we're looking at is a Thursday seems to may work out best for us, but we will see Uh, that is a TBD. We are trying our best to get back into the fold. Um, It's, it's thrown us for a little bit of a loop, having the matches released on Fridays and trying to get back together as a group to do these reactions, but they will be coming. Um, they, they will be coming. And, uh, so yeah. Uh, Leo says the fish called Wanda gangster challenge. I mean, I understand the challenge, but I side with the ruling. Oh yeah. Um, I, 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 yeah. I, it, 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 wasn't it wouldn't have been challenge. an Adam Witt match if he didn't throw a <clears throat> challenge somewhere. Yeah. It, it was, it, the better challenge was the Roxy challenge with Chunger from the week before, in that my was, opinion. So that was one of the best challenges um, I think I've seen in the last couple years yeah so uh i mean a challenge to throw him off the game see if it works but i think ultimately the the right call was made if you're announced that you just lost and there's even a doubt why not i mean what do you have to lose at this point you don't have another question the match has already been so far said that that person's gonna beat you if i mean you never know you never you could throw something against the wall you never know what's gonna stick so i mean that I, I can understand the thought process of that, but yeah, I agree. Um, all right, everybody, that's going to wrap up the show tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. All you've been watching this whole time. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah. I thought we were going to be in the like 10 people, seven, maybe. Cause I mean, <laughs> listen, I know we're not the best pretty faces with the ladies not here, but uh, we appreciate you guys sticking around. Yeah, no, we like talking Schmodown and we like having you guys to converse with. Um, and so, yeah, look, the show is every Sunday, 6 o'clock Pacific right here. We'll be back uh, next week with the show. Hopefully we're getting a reaction out this week. Um, and we're trying our best to figure out how to choose the reaction because there are two or how to, do to choose it. from. <laughs> um, but we'll do our best to uh, keep you up to date on Twitter. And if we decide to go live, you'll obviously get a notification if you hit that bell on the channel of when we go live. We'll post in the Facebook group, et cetera. That way everyone can get back on track. Um, Brian, just quickly here, where can everyone find your line before we head out? Uh, Be of all, you know, on Twitter and Apocalyx movies with this guy. We have not, not, no movies came out last week. So we might skip a show. We might yeah, skip there show. was absolutely nothing that happened last week. Jake didn't happen to just see like one of probably his favorite movies of the last couple of years. So, yeah. Nothing. Uh, yeah, so Apocalypse now on Tuesday at 7 o'clock if you're interested in movie discussions. Uh, Qui-Gon Jake on Twitter, 2Ns. Someone else took it before I did. Um, I'm going to do a quick plug for myself. Uh, Gabby and I are, are back at it with our Marvel reactions. If you guys are interested in watching someone who has never seen a single MCU movie in her life, she is doing full-blown reactions, uh, and we just finished Thor that is officially up on the channel, and we have Captain America the First Avenger next. Uh, and then actually on Thursday, I am lucky enough to be joined by the Damons on the Whiskey Jedi um, for some Star Wars talk. And there might be something very big to talk about then. We'll see. We'll see the rest of the week. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, so 
everything should go down. Hit up uh, Shimon on POV on Twitter. Hit up our Patreon. A lot of cool things happening over there. We're having a great time. This month's bar trivia might be very interesting for all of you all. Check it out. Oh, and ladies and gentlemen, if this happy hour plans. Oh, yeah. We're not going to reveal anything yet, but it might oh. be our biggest happy hour yet, everybody. Might be our biggest happy hour yet. Uh, but, yeah, thank you again so much for joining us. We hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Catch you guys next time. Bye, guys.